welcome to the third episode of Why I Love This. Uh, my name is Nandita. I am joined here by my co-host Lydia. Hey, everyone. Hi. <laughs> okay, so this episode has a slightly different flavor sure uh, than is. the rest of our episodes. Yeah, <laughs> we have a very special Bollywood edition, and we have a special guest also on this episode. So this is my lovely friend from childhood, Amrusha Chatty. Say hi, Amrusha. Hi, guys. I cannot believe I'm on a podcast. But hello, everybody. <laughs> welcome, welcome. Well, thank you so much for being here. Um, tell us, tell tell us a little bit about yourself, Amrusha. So I'm actually a business journalist. I'm a media consultant and a travel blogger, and I wear apparently a lot of hats. But it's all on a head that is full of completely useless trivia, really trashy songs from Bollywood most of the time, which basically just really make my friends wonder why they're friends with me at all. Except you. You totally get it because uh, <laughs> Nandita totally gets it because uh, she has the same taste. Yeah. I think. I think. I think we both suffer each other gladly. Yeah. So anyway, a little bit of background for anyone who's listening. Um, this podcast is a result of endless prodding by Amrusha. So she was the one who encouraged me heavily to get this going because I mm. would actually bug her uh, with a lot of my useless analyses of Bollywood films or anything I was watching um, during you know the first lockdown with COVID. So she was highly encouraging of starting a podcast, talking to people out there, and sharing my wisdom mm-hmm. and my thoughts and feelings, <laughs> because you know people care about that stuff. Um, and also a little bit of background for Lydia here. Um, Amrusha and I, we've known each other for more than twenty years. Oh I think. my god! We've yeah, I know this sure. like since we were like ten um, or something. We have known each other since we were babies because we're family friends, mm. mm-hmm. and we were in the same class. I think starting. Fifth class, so we were nine years old when we were very actively around each other, mm-hmm. right? Were we ever in the same class? We were in the same school. We, you and I, have never been in the Are same. Are you class. mad? We were in fifth together. <laughs> How dare you forget but me? But then I changed class. I changed class. Oh, shut up! You were then not in my class. <laughs> we were in NPS Kolaba in the junior school in fifth class yes, together. Yes. You used to sit two benches behind me. How and dare you? I hated my maths. <laughs> I yes, but after two months, I changed my class because I hated my maths teacher. That is so not true. We finished. I was then in a whole different class. Our class teacher was Suman, ma'am. How dare you? This is all going in the podcast. I need this proved. <laughs> we have a photo together. The end of the year photograph. You're in the photo with me. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, we do, we do. Yeah, okay, that one year we were together. I yeah. swear to God, I'm like going down memory lane <laughs> with her, and she's like, no, 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 you're actually super wrong. I always thought we've never been in the same class. What an ass! I like how it's cancelled. Okay, my bad. Friendship cancelled. Uh, anyway. Oh no, I'm getting kicked off this podcast. I like how right I'm now. in the middle of this. Literally in the middle on the Zoom call that we're on right now. I'm in the middle of YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry, Lydia. Oh, don't be sorry. I'm glad. I feel like she'll punch um, me through it. We are it. usually we are usually nicer to each other. Um, you know, contrary to <laughs> really what are. you've seen just now. Um, and also, well, the other thing is, Amrusha has also been that one friend in my life who has consistently roasted me for being the most fuck all Navy kid. We're both like we've grown up in the Navy lifestyle in India, and for the first time in her life, I think she saw me struggling to swim, and that was two years ago. And she was shocked beyond belief. How can you do I mean, this? You're a navy like kid. You lived yeah. on an island growing up. Like what the fuck? Why can't you swim? She literally lived <laughs> on know. an island. I know. To be fair, I can swim in the ocean because the salt keeps me up. It's a science. If you it's can swim, if you can swim in the ocean, you can definitely swim in a pool. <laughs> I know. Anyway, uh, but she was 
strikingly or shockingly very encouraging of this episode or this whole podcast situation contrary to her roasting of me yeah so it's also because i have been waiting for years for people to actually take my opinion on bollywood films and nobody does because they all just assume that i've watched trash and it's trash and if i liked it they probably just shouldn't yeah. watch it i've had people straight up tell me this like oh you liked it i'm just never going to watch that this that is so now. amazing because i've had people tell me that also and the only person who's taken me seriously aside from you has been lydia because <laughs> yes. she and i i think the first time we bonded were over um the was over that show the 100 mm-hmm. and i think we both kind of like shyly introduced the idea <laughs> like hey, do you do you know this show that i get like trashed on about like for, from everyone else in my life but like maybe you kind of know this and i was like how dare you of course i know it i watch only trash um anyway so that that was also the genesis of this podcast because i was yeah. like who better to talk to about <laughs> questionable shit than Lydia because um, i also watch a lot of trash and yeah that I is know. exactly how it happened we I both know. started shyly talking about all of these really trashy shows that we watch <laughs> and then we realized it was mutual and that there was no <laughs> there's nothing to be worried about we both like the same things so yeah it's perfect you know i think we should just get every we should just make like a common google doc and put all of our suggestions on it so we never have to sit and break our heads about what to watch on Netflix because that is such That's a That's a great idea. Mm-hmm. I also wanted to know my commitment Isn't towards it? that because I have created personalized watch lists <laughs> for my friends. There have been multiple Google Docs and I'm like, "Okay, this is what you can watch on Hulu. This is what you can watch on Amazon Prime and Netflix." Oh my god, Sorry. I've done the same thing. I know. For my friends, this is what's on Netflix. This is what's on yep. Amazon Prime. This is what you should watch if you're looking for a romance movie, a coming yep. of age movie, a funny yep. movie, slapstick. I've literally broke it down yep. by the category. I know. So I think we should just create a combined one. Can you both just add me to these <laughs> existing lists? I think this just sounds like most of the work is already done. We'll just we'll just share that with you. Yeah. Yeah. And we also have a substantial list of topics for this podcast. So we've put down any anything and everything that occurs to us. So anyone who's listened to the last couple of episodes for uh, from us um you'll know that we do talk about things that are very popular or have been mildly popular not very successful but do deserve that moment uh in the spotlight and we talk about why we are personally obsessed with certain things and we want to recommend it to people and so with this episode um i think i kind of finagled my way into this episode by forcing lydia to watch um a film that is very close to my heart and while discussing those opportunities with lydia Amrusha kind of came in the mix and I'm like you know what I'm not even going to trust you to watch it on your own I will watch it with you <laughs> we had a whole zoom call situation happen I'm like I'm going to get every reaction you have in this film because I need to see it like this was our simulated so theater many. version of like going and watching a film together mm-hmm. so thank you for doing that with me oh my god it was fun because uh, honestly I feel like I would have been a little lost in drugs after <laughs> but we'll get to that we'll, we'll get, get to, to that. that so anyway so the idea was I recommended a little known film called Aya It's uh it's a film that came out in 2012. It's about this uh woman I'm guessing in her mid 20s in uh in a smaller city in India and she lives her life like a very typically Indian girl who is surrounded by Bollywood since birth, you know. She lives her life in this giant daydream of being the heroine of her own film and the whole point of that movie is her real life clashes with her inner uh you know rich Bollywood life. And so there's some hilarious sort of little adventures that happen along the way and she finds her way into self-acceptance and um 
finding her place in society eventually and a huge catalyst of that is that she falls in love for the first time like real love in real life not some of the actors that she has plastered on her wall uh, mm-hmm. in her bedroom so it's a super charming film i've loved this film since i watched it for the first time uh, many years ago and i've recommended it to so many people i think this is one of the top films i've recommended to a lot of people in my circle and i have watched it with all of them cuz i wanted to witness <laughs> <laughs> the beauty of this and the how many times do you think you've watched so it? many times this is one of my go to films like if i'm feeling low or something and i'm like oh, i feel like watching something desi like something indian uh but i don't want that long drawn out you know like the dramatic and all that kind of stuff or the classic mm-hmm. sharukhan films i feel like i want to do something different this is my go to pick me up film because it's so so lovely it's really charming it's made like it's visually so beautiful and engaging and the songs are interesting to say the least So and it's 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 easy to watch it's easy on the eyes because of the actors yeah. oh yeah <laughs> which we'll get to so but easy. anyway so the idea was i recommended aya to both lydia and amrusha for the purposes of this episode and then amrusha came in with a couple of banger you know like recommendations also except we'll talk about that we'll discuss those i feel a certain way about one of those films So Amrusha tell us which are the other two films that we're going to be talking about So the other two films that we'll be talking about one is actually a movie that looks extremely cheap and trashy from its poster <laughs> but is actually surprisingly <laughs> dealing with like a lot of adult uh, themes and a lot of uh, a lot of nuances uh, it's a film called De De Pyar De it stars uh, Ajay Devgan Tabu and uh, Rakul Preet and uh, it's it's uh, it's basically like more of a bit of a family drama sort of a film about a man and his girlfriend and his ex-wife and all of that but uh, some very interesting dialogues some very interesting dynamics between the characters which are not very common for bollywood mm-hmm. films i was very pleasantly surprised to watch the movie because i had not I gone know, in expecting that you've been recommending this all. movie for me to me for like 6 months now I have made a bunch of people watch it again like you I've got mixed reactions some people really liked it and some people were like see this is why we don't watch your recommendations <laughs> and then the last film yeah so the third film is a a very sweet simple sort of a movie called uh, Nil Bhatte Sanata I'm also not exactly very very sure of what the title means It means zero divided by nothing kind of Yeah so it's like a proverb yeah. I think for like a hopeless situation sort yeah. of a thing Uh it's just a very uh simple cute movie about a mother and a daughter uh, relationship uh in I mean they come from like a poorer section of society but they a lot of what goes on in their daily lives when it comes to you know school and education and classes and everything uh but from an interesting lens uh also really resonated with me on the whole mother daughter yeah. thing but we'll we'll go into that yeah. later on yeah so it is a lovely film and also uh, it has to be said you know um between the two films they they pyar they has a lot of like big banner names attached to it like it's a huge bollywood production so is aya like it's a lot of like really interesting actors that are part of that uh some really big names in bollywood are producing that film as well and it has that sort of like transnational situation going on or transcultural situation going on where it has featured big names in south indian cinema within this mainstream bollywood film um neel bhatte sanata is by and large a uh, our version of independent cinema so it's what we call art yeah, cinema art it's film. not really a commercial film it's not like a solidly packaged you know bollywood film and the actors are usually they've done a lot of theater they're not like commercial bollywood stars um they're very well known but they're mostly character actors 
and we do have that distinction yeah in fact in part. most mainstream movies they play like uh, supporting characters yeah. they do very yeah. few movies as leads but in this one they are the stars and they do a really really amazing job um and it was a delight to watch this film so it's really really fun to go down that yes, ride yes i got one out of two right at least okay i think this brings <laughs> us to our first sort of segment of this episode and this is going to heavily feature <laughs> lydia um <laughs> lydia so these past few days you have had to mm-hmm. watch a yeah you've never no. watched an indian film no. ever so this was your introduction to oh, yes that side of the world so first impressions in one line if you wanted to explain what you thought aya was what would that so be so it's probably going to be a chopped sentence but i will just list off some feelings i had yeah. and some first impressions so Go i definitely thought it was a feel good Go movie for sure hands down mm-hmm. it was unproblematic like all of the things going on were relatable and <laughs> i really connected with the leading character um i thought mm-hmm. it was a lot of fun i loved the d- the dancing mm-hmm. and the singing i thought they were great and also the yeah. two leads are gorgeous people so that was another reason to keep watching yeah one was very gorgeous yeah those are my first those are my fir- that's what i will say in like summary okay so let's let's dive a okay. little bit deeper into this when mm-hmm. you talk about the leads so the lead character the girl whose story this is uh Meenakshi is played by Rani Mukherjee who is Bollywood royalty. She comes from a Bollywood family her like the previous generation in her family were producers and so she and her cousin have been staples of Bollywood uh since the 90s. So at least the early to mid 90s they've been around forever and they're doing amazing work still. And so uh I think she's the reason this film mm-hmm. works if it works for certain people you know. Uh because it's a very uh, outgoing yeah. character um very over the top and she carries yeah. it really well. Like she doesn't seem hammy in any of those, even though there is a lot of hamming required um, in parts of that. Some of those over dramatic scenes between her and her mother, for example. But the lead actor, Prithvi Raj, uh, plays this character called Surya, who's this mysterious figure, and he's in art mm-hmm. school where Minakshi happens to work as a librarian, and he flits in and out of her life without saying a single word. Well, no, he says one word. He says books because he's <laughs> renting books. Uh and that's all he says to her for like the first 55 mm-hmm. minutes yeah. of the film or yeah. since he's introduced um he basically only talks towards the end. Yeah. The last 30 minutes is when he finds his voice. Or to yell at his mom. Yeah. <laughs> Except in her dreams. In her dreams he's a very vibrant. Yeah. But I mean he's pretty character. enough for you to not miss it I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're just like that's okay you can just walk around on screen. I'll watch that. <laughs> just look hot. That's it. It's literally That's what he's doing. He's just walking in and out of things and throwing paint at canvas and like. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm into that. I'd watch it again. Wow. So this actually brings us to. Uh, well, we'll talk about it because this is hinting already at the objectification of men in this film, which is a cool re- little subject that we would like to focus on. I think I would like to focus <laughs> on because it totally subverts the idea of you know. all of bollywood um in all of its history mostly well not that's a generalization but like a lot of like the common thread of bollywood is women are sub- objectified a lot more than men and Definitely. to the point where they're just like furniture in the film they're just there to look pretty and appeasing and all that kind of stuff and the men get the real action they get the real sort of hero stories and like films are built on the hero factor and so this is a film which completely turns you know uh, rani mukherjee's character into the the you know the guiding light for the story she's the heroine 
this is her story completely you are involved in her inner life and her emotions completely there's nothing else going on in the film so this this would be interesting to dive into you know the objectification of men instead of women and also her version of interacting with this character of the opposite sex because that is the object of her affection and so how does she go about it but before we do that lydia first impressions of surya and of minakshi let's go both super hot both super mm-hmm. beautiful people um <laughs> mm-hmm. so minashki i thought she was so extravagant and so mm-hmm wonderful and i related to her because i am one of those people that spends half of her life (laughs) daydreaming and this is a common theme from literally the first minute of this film you are automatically catapulted into one of her daydreams and she's running around (laughs) with her big sunglasses (laughs) and her blown out hair and she's singing a song and I knew something was off. I'm like, what is happening? And then these garbage yeah. trucks started coming in. And you're like, whoa, what's that about? What's with the garbage trucks? Yeah. And then you are quickly snapped back to real life. And yeah. you find out that that was all a dream and that she lives very close yeah. To a garbage site? I'm not really sure. That is that. It's the neighborhood. It's the neighborhood garbage okay, neighborhood uh, collection garbage. area, okay. and it's right okay, in front of a house. Right, okay. So they put that little <laughs> tank right in front of a house, and so she wakes up with the smell right. of garbage all the time, and she's like, "Who is going to come mm-hmm. to our house? We literally live behind right. a garbage dump. Like, why did you allow, allow this to happen?" And so her life is full of like color, mm-hmm. sunlight, you know, like fresh smells, mm-hmm. open air, and that, that kind is... of thing. And she has the threat of that garbage truck yeah. following her all around. <laughs> yeah, it's like. Yeah her and then she is brought to Surya and he smells good mm. <laughs> yeah <laughs> that is the, the whole thing so, so she <laughs> is like who is this person he smells amazing I'm so used to smelling hot yeah. garbage and I yeah. love those moments where she just like loses herself in his scent <laughs> thought that was the funniest thing I've- <laughs> she's just aggressively yeah. sniffing for the first oh, half of the film like, that's all she does she just sniffs you know, him and follows him around remember there's this one scene where he like walks out of the library or something and she walks smack into him and she smells his chest <laughs> I know and you know Lydia I'm not kidding at this point I paused the movie and I was like Nandita I think I've done this and she was like oh my god we're such creeps <laughs> So yeah, I'm I'm pretty sure I've done this. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's what makes her because who hasn't? Who hasn't Super relatable? Like, yeah. Lusted after the scent of someone, you know, like everyone's yeah. done that. So she's a bit yeah. like next level, like times ten. But you know, we've all been mm-hmm. there. And uh, yeah. so I thought he was a bit strange. I didn't know what his deal was. He kind of seemed rude and abrasive. Um, and he wouldn't talk to her, which I thought was also weird. And I had a hard time, like, besides him smelling good and being, like, a cool artist, I didn't know what her, and that he's gorgeous, I didn't know what her main attraction was to him, because he was kind of rude, in my humble opinion. Um, No, that's perfectly spot on. That's perfectly spot on. You should have heard Amrusha just, like, swearing (laughs) up and down at him. She's like, who does he think he is? 
and like just say hi to her like I don't know. be rude like why is this eyes I mean, red it touched her nerve because you know you're like she is literally following you around you cannot possibly be so lost that you have no idea there's a whole person following I know. you i know continuously and i think for the two of us at least like when we were watching it together it brought back a lot of memories when we have kind of sort of done that and had that sort of like hit that wall where the person just doesn't mm. acknowledge any overtures yeah. or what i thought would yeah, be overtures absolutely. or something No, I mean, I don't think I made any overtures, but like Achha. solidly stalked a lot. Stalked a lot. I think, like, I I remember you mentioning, you know, you miss having that feeling. You miss having that mm. crush, and that brought me back to my childhood almost. I remember the first time I had had any of that kind of situation happen. I was fully ogling a guy, <laughs> and this was in our class. This was in fifth. It was in the recess, like we were just ending the recess, and I was like ogling this guy while walking into our classroom. And I walked into a pole, <laughs> and one of our other friends, she was a classmate, Anupriya. She she saw the whole thing. She's like, "Oh my god, are you okay?" And I'm like, "Shh, shh, just stop talking, just stop talking. No one saw this." So it fully took me back, and I was like, "Yep, been there." Yep, yeah, definitely. Like it definitely took me back to school times, and you know, you just had like the hugest crush on someone who literally had no idea who you were. Yeah. But uh, I mean, I was a really aggressive kid. I probably hit those people at some point. But it was it wasn't an easy thing growing up. <laughs> growing up was. We've also days. been introspecting a lot in the last couple of days, like in planning this episode. And Amrusha was like, I don't know why. Like guys just didn't. I didn't have these cute moments with guys in school. <laughs> yeah. You know, like in like middle school or whatever. And she's like, Oh, it's probably because I used to yell at every guy I saw. And I'm like, oh, I, I was wonder. such an angry kid. Maybe yeah. that's why they didn't come and talk to you. <laughs> like pulled out tufts of hair and all. I was a, I was just like a really aggressive, horrible child. That's not true. That's not. I don't remember her being aggressive. at all not to you not to you because we were friends we were friends mm. there you go True. you pretended you know but if someone ignored friendship. me like that they they would probably get hit yeah. i guess at that point i didn't take well to being ignored that's okay um okay coming back to uh, yeah so i love that um i mean i love that the story kind of flips it or like spoiler alert it does flip the character of surya a little bit because in the beginning you're seeing everything from minakshi's perspective mm-hmm. you know like she's trying her hardest to get to know this person you know get to understand more about him and uh, she even follows him to his house at one point and interacts with her with mm-hmm. his mom under the guise of like a saleswoman <laughs> or something who's just shown up at her house so like there's some really intense very gutsy moments like she really goes she really all does, out yeah. she really yeah i'm going to put in another spoiler here and say that in this incident she also hides in his bedroom behind his curtains yeah. <laughs> At which point I was like, okay, I never went that yeah. far, so I guess I'm okay. Yeah, you're not intensely like unhinged, but I I thought that was you know good for mm-hmm. her, good for her for taking charge of what she wants, and nobody was harmed in this whole that's, situation. Yeah, let's be true. honest, no one was. Nobody was uh, you know yeah, damaged beyond belief, but um it does switch it to the other perspective. So you do see like throughout the length of the film how her desperation is kind of like. going out of bounds and she really wants to get to know this guy because this other thing is happening in her life which is she's getting fixed up for an arranged marriage and so here she is living out her fantasies in real time you know in real life where she's seen this guy she interacts with him sort of in this really creepy way but she's convinced that he's the love of her life meanwhile she's been forced into this like very uh, quote unquote realistic uh, sort of idea of society you know like settle down find this perfect guy who's ready to take you despite your background and you know how we live behind a fucking garbage dump and he'll still marry you we're so lucky to have this happen to you and etc etc so she's kind of in this in these two worlds at the same time but uh, as i'm saying this i also see <laughs> Lydia's note about her intended husband. <laughs> um his name is Madhav. He's played by a really iconic Marathi actor. Mm-hmm. 
Lydia, mm-hmm. what do you think about Madhav? <laughs> I really liked him. I thought he was a nice guy and I felt yeah. bad for him. Uh, but I also understood where she was coming from. So I kind of like, because I know that like lust feeling of, and also that like trapped yeah. feeling. The excitement Like she of doesn't it. Yeah. want to marry him because she's kind of being told to and she wants to do what she wants. Yeah. So I feel that, yeah. but I did feel really bad for him because I thought he was really sweet. Yeah. But he's the classic, like, I don't want to say this, but he was like the classic boring guy that... Yeah, yeah, The grown-up yeah, guy. The mature yeah, the one guy. that's yeah, not dangerous true. or mysterious. Yeah. He was just very one level. But like when he sang that yeah. little song for her, I was like, oh, you're so sweet. <laughs> and so, yeah, I just have in my notes, poor Madhav. I just felt so bad for him. Yeah, I mean, I, I felt a bit I felt bad for him too because I mean all of his you know all the reasons why he got rejected was yeah, so out of his control guy. the poor guy was just like you know but that's life Amrusha very like no, no. I don't know what to say honestly <laughs> a couple of fillers here because uh, to give a little context first the song that he sings for her is very outdated and oh. it's very well known to be um, something related so his favorite actors when they're talking about films right. you know like we've seen the opening sequence of the of, of Aya where she's having this extravagant moment in her dreams where she's acting like every single iconic heroine in Bollywood up until that point. She's got those big 1980s glasses, mm-hmm. you know, the hair, the flowing sari in the wind, all that kind of situation. And it's all very melodramatic. Meanwhile, his idea of cinema is very understated cinema. Mm-hmm. So these are like films that were really famous in the 70s and the 80s. And these are the classic Amol Palikar, Deepti Naval, Farooq Sheikh films. Like these are actors that are very well known for uh, almost meditative mm-hmm. films. You know, they were, like, they were like conversational art cinema. And they were about like slice of life kind of films. Okay. So his version of cinema is yeah like, so most of those like films very realistic. Were, were very very devoid of like yeah. melodrama <laughs> in any form it was always they're all movies that, about you know like uh, people going to work and catching the bus together or like yeah. being neighbors and you know just like chatting over tea and they're very like very they're sweet movies but there, there's really okay. no like drama in most of them you know they're just like sweet conversations slow little songs you know cute so, things so I mean I guess you could say like it's trying to find mm. the extraordinary within the daily sort of goings about of these characters and usually the city happens to be the star of some of these films so the one that you're talking about with like the bus Mumbai in the 80s or the 70s is the star of the film as well so this is just like a slice of life kind of situation these people happen to meet on a bus and then they they commute Mm -hmm. together to their workplace and that's how their romance sort of blossoms so it's like those kind of like really lovely films but they're not like a song and dance extravaganza at all which is what she is used to and which is why there's a moment also where he's like no there are Mm -hmm. songs in the film but like nobody dances (laughs) And she's like, what's the point then? Like, why are there songs if nobody dances? Why is it only in the background? And so then he starts singing Mm -hmm. this really poetic kind of song for her because, you know, there's Mm -hmm. meaning in the words and everything, of course. But she wants, you know, like the auto-tuned and like the intense costumes and like the whole drama of it. Well, that speaks a lot to his character too then. Yeah. Yeah. Very muted kind of character, very sort of And also also that part of it I have to agree is pretty nuanced also in the sense that they're not, I mean, they are really well-known films and they're really well-known actors, but... I mean, they're very clearly a type. So it's not like he has bad taste. He just has very, very different taste yeah. from yeah, her. Yeah, different from hers. Yeah. A lot different of people taste, would argue yeah. he just yeah. has better taste than her. I know, I know. I've met so many people who are like, oh, I yeah. like watching old Farooq Sheikh films. And I'm like, calm down. You know, there's, there's benefit in trashy Bollywood mm-hmm. as well. Like, people love it for a reason. Anyway, 
he's just not right for her like he could be amazing yeah. for somebody else it's not like he's a bad guy there's nobody good or bad in this film but he's just not what she's looking for and the way that i saw that work out as well was uh, she was completely herself like unabashedly when it came to surya she was fully like stalking him she was fully just being herself you know being that extra melodramatic person and that happens in the end also she can actually freely be herself mm-hmm. and with madhav she had to be this quiet grown up person so she's putting on a persona so this is you know what she's supposed to be because that's what people consider a grown up person to be or whatever so i feel like she just couldn't fully be herself and so yeah. that was the main reason of her picking not him and what that sort of represents you know that's what society wants her to do and that's not what she feels um in her heart <laughs> anyway a lot of interesting dynamic there and a lot of really brutal yeah. scenes also where she fully ignores him because she's fully frozen mm-hmm. because both surya and madhava are coming towards her like demanding her time in their own way mm-hmm. so that was a really intense scene i remember amrusha just like yelling <laughs> yelling at her do something that's so rude what's wrong with you I mean, she ran away from his house. She ran away from his house. That's just mean. Like at some point, I was like, okay, he's boring, but why being so Honestly, mean to I him? Honestly, I love that scene, though. I really love that scene because so this is the moment when their engagement has been fixed, and so they go to see her new house right. where she would live, and you know that's her new place and whatever. And it happens to be Madhav's parents' house where he also lives. They go to visit the family in their own house, and she spends a total of like maybe ten minutes in there, um, you know, real time, and she. jumps out of the balcony or like she just like runs away mm-hmm. and her grandmother is an accomplice and you mm-hmm. hear the grandmother saying you know i couldn't run away you should run away do what you want or do what your heart desires and i love the grandma for that also <laughs> but i love that she runs away because i kind of like identified mm-hmm. with that also i'm like she's actually doing what she wants she's not stuck there festering on the inside you know sitting there and pretending to be like this perfect you know daughter in law and like whatever because it also starts in a very funny way they start yeah. measuring her because they're getting a new bed made for the new marital couple and so it starts from a very commodified yeah, place anyway invasive. like she's just another fixture for them you know in the family she's yeah. supposed to fit in literally fit into their family and they're measuring her height and width and whatever and so that i thought was mm-hmm. a great scene where she's like nope no thanks don't want this and just like nope out of that situation just runs away without any explanation without any hemming and hawing yeah. and like trying to explain herself and whatever she just like nope not for me yeah and i love true. that i don't really see that a lot in cinema and i don't think that was a bitchy thing for her to do mm-hmm. she literally did not hurt anyone else is my reading of it um and now i think coming to one of another <laughs> golden nuggets from lydia's notes grandma is unhinged <laughs> <laughs> Grandma is completely unhinged. Explain yourselves. Explain yourselves. Who is Grandma? Lydia, I think you should explain. Well, she's this woman who has gold teeth. I think. Uh, yeah. So yeah, she has a full grill. Um, yeah, she does. I just and that grill is part of uh, that grill is part of Minakshi's inheritance. By the way, they mentioned that. Speaking. <laughs> 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 um, I just thought she would always say things, and I guess in a way. You can see the resemblance between, you know, Menakshi and the grandma. Like I think they both do their own thing. They both, yeah. you know, do things to the beat of their own drum. And <laughs> so yeah. I just th- said she's a bit unhinged because she would always say these things that just had nothing to do yeah. with what was going on. It was just kind of like it just came from her brain and she was like, "I better say this." And then she did that. and she's always like scooting yeah. around on her motorized wheelchair yeah <laughs> which was fun so like at at most of the time she's literally just going in no. circles she's not even going anywhere yeah yeah 
<laughs> as you do when you're the grandparent no um one of my most favorite scenes of hers was uh well there's a couple of those mostly because of her dialogues but there was one sort of visual imagery there where they're trying to get the house ready for guests because guests are going to come and see the girl see the bride so this is like a whole ritual in arranged marriage situations where like the guy's family visits the girl's family and the girl who is ready for marriage is being showcased so she's the one who like hosts them with like chai mm-hmm. and like biscuits that she's made with her own hands and whatever or in this case you know chai and like this rice dish and uh, that's like traditional so she um they've come to like appraise her basically and uh in order to get the house ready and to get rid of the kachra smell like the garbage smell from yeah. the house they stick a bunch of incense yeah. in the grandma's like wheelchair and she goes <laughs> zipping around the house trying yeah. to you know freshen up the air with incense <laughs> and usually the context of that is like it's it's part of your daily prayer you know you you go around the house and you spread the good vibes you know mm-hmm. you spread the smoke in your entire house and it's a very meditative process but they go for the fast track version of it which i found was so hilarious like just grandma deal with it and she just like zips around <laughs> that's really good it was fantastic but a couple of my favorite lines the way that i saw grandma's character was um she to me represents what uh any woman is at that age i think she's got a whole life behind her of like squandered like potential and squandered identity or whatever that she couldn't fulfill for whatever reasons you know societal pressures or whatever she's allowed to do um especially in that generation of women and then by the time you get to your grandparent age where you've done everything you're going to society you know you've had your kids you've brought them up they are now having kids you're free from all of these burdens or whatever and mm-hmm. so you get to act as kooky as you want you get to really be whoever you want no fucks given you know um and so people are just like waiting to get to that stage where they're like i don't need a job my kids are taking care of me they have kids to like you know uh, you know uh, mess their lives up and i can be the nice person i can hang out with my grandkids but then i don't have to like keep them that kind of a thing so there's like a freedom there where she feels you know she uh, can finally be herself and so that's why she's like super unabashed when it comes to controversial takes um about how minakshi should be you know allowed to live etc and i feel like that's where she gets this um that's where she is so encouraging of minakshi because she doesn't want minakshi to have so many years of just like sticking with society standards and then now at this age finding herself mm. like i should have also run away like why didn't i run away i'm stuck with this like idiot <laughs> son of mine who like <laughs> smokes four cigarettes at a time oh and God, is always answering phones like what the fuck is happening and uh, so so i i see her as sort of like the could be future of minakshi if minakshi had not followed through with her desires um anyway amrusha how do you feel about dadi <laughs> I I mean I love her she is like I think this is the correct word she's completely unhinged and uh, I mean but and and I agree with you I I think that uh, after a certain age even especially in india people that age they know that like beyond the point everyone is going to be like yeah you know mm. forget it you know she's old she's crazy whatever so they literally do whatever the fuck they want yeah. so she gets away with saying all kinds of crazy shit mm-hmm. all the time she's screaming at everybody mm-hmm. there are times when she's screaming at nobody she is just yeah. screaming and running around in circles on her wheelchair and it's just so entertaining to watch and this is while other stuff is going on like everyone else's life is going on she's entirely on her own trip mm-hmm. yeah, yeah i love that i love that so in that way there's a lot of mm-hmm. parallels between her and minakshi also because minakshi yeah, is definitely. going through a lot of stuff uh, in her real life but she's always on her own trip also mm-hmm. as is a parent in the entire film you know she's got this very rich inner life that she wants to see manifested into the world and so she's always having her inner sort of fights as well and her ma- melodramatic moments with her mom i think this was another one of your favorite moments lydia where she mm-hmm. <laughs> she comes home one day and her mom like every typical indian mom i think 
would sort of like start you know niggling at her like mm-hmm. hey you know what have you thought about your life hey like what's your plan and hey have you thought about that arranged proposal etc etc and then <laughs> minakshi just kind of goes full melodrama on her like how was my day you mean how was my life it's all fucked yeah. like that kind of like attitude of just you know it, yeah it was great everything i is love that scene because um, i think i've done that <laughs> My mom has come into <laughs> my room and asked me, you know, how my day was. And I would be like, yeah, it yeah. was fine, but my life is over <laughs> type thing. Like in high school, I was very yeah. melodramatic. <laughs> and I know this might seem like a far stretch, but Manakshi also remind me of, reminded me of Anne from Anne of Green Gables. Like just the melodrama is very <laughs> similar. I'm glad that you said you know in high school you were like that because i am still like that i think i mm. every time i go home to my parents house i always regress into this like <laughs> shitty 14 year old who's just getting yelled at every day for like fixing her uh, you know like her closet or like cleaning up her room and i'm like just leave me alone <laughs> but that's the other thing i think i really identified with uh, minakshi's character also because she is a full grown person but there is that sense of arrested development i think that's a theme also in a lot of like when you consider the love story aspect of this film also it seems very childish it seems very very teenager or young adult where there's like mm-hmm. all these like stolen glances and like that kind of stuff but there's no real communication happening because these are grown people just talk to him just mm-hmm. go and say hi like what's mm-hmm. going on like why do you keep sniffing him like an idiot <laughs> but i think there's that's where that uh, aspect of innocence is there because this is her first love and it does transport you into a simpler time even though you kind of forget that she's fully in her mid 20s yeah but also like you know in a in a in a sort of cultural context to that she does come from a very uh, traditional sort of a family uh, so she she doesn't come from like a very uh, you know i don't know how to put this exactly but not like a very progressive or like a very uh, urban sort of a family or anything they they're fairly traditional in their ways and that is shown a lot through how they approach the whole arranged marriage situation so i think that you know her understanding of even liking somebody is just mm. that like i don't think it is in her universe of uh, of understanding to think that she can just walk up to him yeah, and talk to him yeah. or like you know chat him up or like you know these are all things that that have very like i don't know like very very urban connotations of like people who date and people who you know she's really not that's from right. that that's background so true. and there's also i think that added layer of you know like the girl never makes the first move true just generally in mm. bollywood you know like it's always the guy who's like the who you know has all these like overtures of i like you you know you should be flattered with my attentions and like reciprocate etc and then that's dealt with in various ways in different movies and mm-hmm. there's also like a a particular trend with each decade of bollywood in the past oh. so things were aggressively stalkerish in the 70s they toned down a little bit in the 80s and then came back up in the late 90s and now it's just like chaos utter chaos um but <laughs> um but i think there's that aspect was also like the whole gender perspective of like what's okay for her to do within this context of like a um slightly conservative um section of society mm-hmm. and anyway i again got very distracted with another one of lydia's notes <laughs> Oh no. <laughs> we let me contextualize it. This is a moment in the movie where Minakshi is beyond, you know, any help. She is completely fallen for Surya. She sniffs him around everywhere. She sees him everywhere. She's got the butterflies going. 
everything is colorful and bright there's this like background music that's playing that usually is an instrument that plays in indian weddings <laughs> like the 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 metaphor is intense in this mm. movie so she's fully seeing her life with him and there's a moment where she's going about her day you know she's at the market getting groceries and in the center of the market like in the square there's a huge pedestal and she happens to see surya sitting on top of that pedestal in the middle of the fucking market <laughs> just sitting there and philosophizing or something or he's just like staring into nothing and initially she's like oh my god i ran into him in my real life you know like outside of college where i usually see him in that context of like the artist or whatever mm-hmm. and then she quickly flips because she is for the first time in her life perturbed that this might be an actual real person who has his own situation going on that she doesn't understand he's not just the object of her affection he's not just this pretty guy who smells amazing he might actually be a drug addled artist you know like people have been yeah. telling her because he's not all this like romanticized kind of figure he might be supremely fucked up because he's fully sitting there so <laughs> so i have in my notes why is surya <laughs> sitting on this pedestal it was never addressed. <laughs> I, LOL. LOL. <laughs> it was never addressed. I did not understand that scene. I Okay, so my first thought was... Here were a couple thoughts mm. I had. Is he asleep? Is he in a catatonic state? How did he get up there? Mm. Why did he get up there? Is this an art piece? <laughs> mm-hmm. Is this a art performance? <laughs> mm-hmm. Why is he not blinking? <laughs> like, I was so confused... <laughs> And she's like waving at him, being like, hi, hi. And he's but, not answering yeah, and her the, at all. You're right. They never yeah. they never addressed it at all. <laughs> no. Never. And honestly, Lydia, I don't know how to explain it to you because I also don't have a fucking okay. clue. <laughs> okay. Like, I have no idea why that scene was there. Uh, the only thing is, I think I understand the function of that scene, but I mm-hmm. can't logically explain to you what was happening. <laughs> okay. Like, I understand okay. what it was intended to show is where okay. there's this little, like, little bit of conflict in her you know, in her life where she's like, oh shit, he might be supremely fucked up. And then mm-hmm. she starts diving into realistic questions about him. Like, hey, does he do drugs? I need to right. find out more about his life. Like, does okay. he work? Does he like not sleep at night? Like what's going on with mm-hmm. him? Like, I need to know more about his actual life rather than just, you know, asking people like, oh my God, he's so pretty. I like, yeah. you know, people with his physique. I want him to like not button his shirt and stuff like that so she's saying all that stuff before then and this is where she starts talking about like realistic things where she's like maybe he's not the person i thought he was right so Um, but i don't know why he was sitting up there well thanks for thanks for clarifying (laughs) you know till you use the word pedestal i did not i did not think of the metaphor in that sorry you did not i really didn't realize why he was just sitting on a pole like i didn't even think of it as a (laughs) random pillar why is he on it <laughs> and why? I think the key just question why? here is like, how did he get up there in the first place? There's no why? stairs. He just like fucking climbed it like a monkey and just like hanging out <laughs> in the middle of the early morning market. I know why. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> it's crazy. <sighs> That's entertainment um, for you guys. And I also love the difference between dream state Surya mm-hmm. and real <laughs> Surya. They're two totally different men. <laughs> And <laughs> the <laughs> fact that in her dream state, he's like smiling and dancing and, and all these things. And he's like such a great guy. And then in real life, he's like bleary eyed, rude, doesn't speak, kind of slinks around. I love the difference between mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. the two. That must have been yeah, fun because... for the actor to play two very yeah. different <laughs> versions yeah. of himself. I think that also works out because like I remember when I was a teenager and your inner life is so much richer. You know, mm-hmm. you're... you're fantasies about a certain person are so much more extravagant and everything and then when you come into the real setting and you're spending time with them you're like oh this is kind of blah 
Yeah, so that's yeah. that that is the sad difference between like you know you, like this is why when we were talking earlier about how the movie made me nostalgic for this very childish like very very school level of like crushing on someone because yeah. you don't crush on anyone like that as an adult as an adult you always yeah. have the option of speaking to them or whatever like you know you either it either no. goes forward or, or or you drop it or just asking but them there are is you only some level of like interaction involved and lesser fantasizing because yeah. by this point you realize most of the fantasies are bullshit and when the person actually starts talking to you they're probably going to be dumb as a doorknob but just pretty yeah. like very pretty that's all <laughs> yeah so i don't know if you've gauged this lydia it was a struggle <laughs> getting through amrusha's you know jaded view of <laughs> romance in 2021 and watching this movie from literally how many years ago oh, nine years ago 2012 yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah that's true I, i did have a bunch of cynicism for it very different ideas very different vibes mm-hmm. now uh this is a great sort of like segue lydia you mentioned her dream surya mm-hmm. versus real surya let's talk about dream surya for a second <laughs> you mentioned smiling <laughs> dancing and all the things mm-hmm. let's talk about all the things Give us an idea between you, you and Amrusha. Give uh, the rest of us an idea of what happens in her dream state. What does she imagine him as? He's Sorry. always shirtless. That's yes, of and course. And glistening. He's always glistening, <laughs> always greased up. <laughs> and in one of the songs, all, all the songs, very sexualized. I think they're all sexualized. Uh, yeah, any song with him all, is like they yeah. all are. Yeah, and the um. But yeah, those are the those are the main things. He's very vibrant in yeah. her dream state. Very like full of life mm-hmm. and colors and are yes. bright. And definitely. so is she though. Like she's very in yeah, charge of her sexuality too. in the songs. Like the mm-hmm. songs are fully sublimating her inner, you know, like desires mm-hmm. or something. So the mm-hmm. first song is one of my favorite songs. Um and I think it's lost a little bit in translation through the subtitles because when you are from that culture, uh that song is a linguistic phenomenon it's amazing to listen to and there's a joke in every single line because mm. um that song is usually so the song happens when she wants to know more about surya's culture they're from different cultures he's from south india he's from tamil nadu so she wants to learn tamil to connect with him and show him that she's you know like paying attention to him and stuff and like so she's trying to teach herself tamil and her tutor who happens to be the local like chai wala the tea boy in the college He tells her to watch Midnight Masala. Like it's a midnight South Indian film screening and that's what she should do. And so the idea is midnight screenings were usually B movies. Like they were not they were very like uncensored and like that kind of a phenomenon. So that's what she stays up uh, all night watching. And she fully transposes whatever whatever is happening in the film with her own fantasy. So she's in the film She's mm-hmm. singing this super sexualized colorful vibrant song and it's fully mm-hmm. in the style of South Indian films with like these background dancers and these props and like you know the art decoration everything is like very over the top and the whole song is about having sex. So every single mm-hmm. line is a mix of Hindi, English and Tamil. So it's like oh, a wow. mix of you know like just English on crack. It's sort basically. of yeah, it's sort of like a spoof of uh, or like a parody of you know South Indian songs and stuff because a lot of them are shot exactly in that style. Like yeah. she said, you know, yeah, the, 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 that that kind of like dance and that kind of sets is very uh, iconic to those films. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's mostly Hindi and English. And at the end of each word, they've put like um um, which is 
to make it sound like a tamil word yeah. because tamil has a lot of words that like end like that typical sort of like way of like you know turning a, a sound or a word into tamil so dream oh. um wake up um is like you know so dreaming and waking up or whatever mm. so they turn it into that kind of a uh, lyric and i like i like so the whole look is also i i wouldn't go far as saying it was a parody they're not really making fun of it they're just inspired from it so they're fully like mm. referencing south indian styles and that is her way of connecting with this culture and also <laughs> some really intense imagery between the two of them also the dance scenes are very mm-hmm. very suggestive there's a lot of pelvic thrusting mm-hmm. going on which is a hilarious to watch thrusting. hilarious and it goes with the song it's very energetic i love it i mean mm-hmm. they they weren't even trying for like a layer there it was just there <laughs> like and i was like wait did they not get this or how 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 is this uncensored like how, what extremely sexual song but like very fun I song it. i love it so that was the one song and then there's another song here also in your comments lydia um there's another song which is where uh, just to contextualize that song a little bit that is where meenakshi is completely beside herself you know she's fully making preparations of getting engaged to madhav and she's just dissociated from her real life and then in that sort of like fugue state of just what the fuck is going on with me she <laughs> transitions into this very sexualized angsty song i don't remember the name of the song but it's this gorgeous number is this the belly dancing this song this is the belly dancing song it's <laughs> really beautiful she does an amazing amazing job she's really yeah, the best dancer in bollywood so in my opinion great. and let's 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 talk about your comment lydia <laughs> <laughs> it just says belly dancing wow the pumping gas scene question mark question mark <laughs> let's talk about it holy shit please yes no metaphor is enough i think i remember like shushing amrusha i'm like no pay attention look at what's happening um amrusha thoughts about the gas pumping scene oh my like really oh my god like they didn't no. want to take any chance with people not getting that metaphor they were like if you didn't get this you'll get the next one if you didn't get this you will get the next one for sure <laughs> It's when so so the scene is she's in this full like imagined scenario of like you know Surya being around her and enveloping her essentially in her day to day life and that takes her into a moment where she's doing day to day things like putting gas in her scooter <laughs> or in her bike or something like that so she's at the gas station and Surya is the gas attendant like the petrol station attendant and so he's filling up gas in the scooter or bike or whatever I don't remember what it was. and at one point he straddles the nozzle i mean and i wish this was an exaggeration but it's really not it goes in and out of the tank um and then in the end there's an explosion of gas all over and there's like little droplets on her face as well so yep little just, droplets just on her face taking it taking it perhaps too far um the metaphor is intense and i mm-hmm. fully cackled the first time i saw it i mean there's a lot of blushing like there. not just the the pump didn't just go like it, it's like you said it went in, in and, and out, out. Times. that's important it doesn't just go in what? it goes in and out in and out yep. it's wild people yeah. you need <laughs> i think this is a moment where we where mm-hmm. we discuss an important element of bollywood cinema for the uninitiated in this case lydia until very mm-hmm. recently until like maybe 15 17 years ago you could not get away with showing a kissing scene in bollywood you could only hint at sex mm. so in the 70s sex between two lovers was literally a garden a beautiful garden and two flowers bumping that was the visual <laughs> that was the visual 
metaphor. So this is maybe taking that metaphor a little too far, and I think it's very iconic of South Indian cinema as well because they go with some really intense, outlandish, you know, like scenes for this kind of stuff. I mean, also I think I mean, that that song left to the imagination is interesting. Anyway. The songs in general are interesting because the like I said, you know, the kind of background that she is shown to be coming from. She is not someone who would be. Uh, allowed to express herself sexually in any way, in any context, in the rest of her life. Like it had to be mm-hmm. only in her imagination. So as a result, and yeah. I re- that is one of the things that I actually really liked about the movie is the fact that that was very realistic. Because I mean, everyone right. grows up the same way, you know, internally. Yeah. So no matter what the external circumstances were, she of course had like a really active sexual imagination. But that is something that is never discussed or never yeah. shown in most Hindi movies because it's 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 just not like it's yeah. mm-hmm. women and sex is just not a correlation that people take seriously. It's just not done. Yeah. We don't talk about women as real human so beings. So because of that, I I love the songs <laughs> for especially the fact that clearly she is super like you know sensual and really. Uh, sexually charged mentally but there is literally no outlet for yeah. this that is socially acceptable yeah so that's why even her stalking him or whatever that's the only thing she can do because she even talks about him to other people to find out you know like would he be compatible with me etc etc because she fully cannot talk to anyone she can't talk to her mom she can't talk to anyone about this yeah. and so that's that's such an interesting take on it and that's why i think the film is so amazing because mm-hmm. it is fully about her everything that you see is about her her inner turmoils her inner sort of self expression everything is about her which is so rare and i think that yeah. is maybe a reason why the film didn't work commercially because it wasn't a hit it was not and i don't think people appreciate seeing women taking charge of their lives like that mm-hmm. or their expression like that i mean honestly anyway. i don't think they can reconcile it because no. this like i said this correlation of the fact that she is a nice girl from like a good traditional family yeah. whatever blah blah but also has an active like sexual imagination and fantasies mm-hmm. and is just not something that people understand even today yeah yeah fantasies and, and sex is something always associated with men yeah and i think that also translates to the other women in the in the film because you know when you get to the grandmother also there's this whole archetype mm-hmm. of like what an indian woman is when she's young she's a studious person and she's training herself to be of good use to her potential family her husband's family and then when she is this young woman who's beautiful and everything and ready for marriage she would make a good wife for somebody not a good person on her own or according to her own wishes and you know desires she would be there to uh, serve a purpose for somebody else and then she would be there to have kids and bring up her kids be a good mother and then be a good benevolent grandmother so like the idea of the indian woman is always like kind of put on this pedestal in that way it's not realistic at all and anyone who deviates from that pedestal is also like supposed to be discarded immediately they are not part of society and so to see this kind of celebration on screen by a mainstream actress who is very very famous and to see her take charge of that kind of stuff and do it really beautifully i think that was a delight and that is why i keep coming back to this film and forcing people to watch it and i would just like to add a caveat here about how yeah. this is all with zero inputs from him <laughs> he gives yeah. her zero inputs <laughs> no he does not speak to her nothing. he does not look at her he he literally does nothing he's just existing completely <laughs> index of her as far as she's concerned he has no clue she exists it's not like a progression wherein you know she kind of likes him and then he gives her a little something to go on so then no, she no, gets a little nothing. bit more hooked onto him she continues to progressively fall more and more insanely in love with him with absolutely nothing from his yeah. end there is nothing from his yeah. end 
Yeah. I would recommend this to anyone. I think the characters are relatable. It's a lot of fun. Everyone knows what it's like to be so infatuated, even if it's borderline (laughs) intense and creepy. Um, You know, I think we've all been there, no matter Mm -hmm. who you are. And I would recommend this everyone because it's just fun there's dancing (laughs) there's singing there's a really good Mm. set of characters really good storyline um yeah and it's funny too you know those hit all the boxes for why anyone should watch anything you know for me and Manakshi, she's great she's uh she carries the movie and she does such a great job and one of my favorite lines that she says in the whole movie Mm -hmm. is at the very end, and <laughs> she's telling her parents that she's in love with this man who literally comes out of nowhere for them. That's really because this whole really time common. she was yeah. set up yeah. to marry this other guy, and all of a sudden Surya comes in and she's trying to tell them, like, I'm in love with this man. I've seen him from all angles. His chest, his eyes, his hair, his house. What does that spectrum? <laughs> And I laughed out loud. I thought that was the funniest shit ever. That's such an amazing scene. I love that you bring that up because this might have been... I I think maybe Amrusha and I caught that. Uh, Amrusha's, you know, in her first sort of viewing of this film. When she goes through that list of items, the moment she gets to like the non-PG-13 items, like his chest and all that kind of stuff, she transitions into speaking in Tamil. So Tamil is her language of like, you know, expressing her true sort of like sexual desires because that is associated with Surya. Right. So she fully switches between three languages through the course of that declaration to her parents. And then when she gets really desperate with them, you know, when she's like, I really want to live this life and like, please let me. Mm. That is when she transitions fully into Mm -hmm. Marathi, which is her mother tongue. And that's what she's speaks to her parents you know Mm. so like it's really interesting to see how each emotion is attached to each language for her which is amazing yeah that's hilarious i had no idea and so when she says his chest his eyes he's the only one who understands her because he's the only tamil speaker in that whole collection of people and he just like looks at her like oh my god (laughs) that's brilliant i love that and I love mm-hmm. how the the dad says, you know what? I don't even know if the last 24 hours was real. Uh, so do whatever you want because yeah. I have lost touch with reality. I don't know if this is a dream, yeah. if it's real. So, so just go for it. And I thought that was funny too because it kind of sums mm-hmm. up the whole mm-hmm. thing of the movie was that a lot of it, half of it yeah. was spent yeah. in a dream, in her dreams. So... <laughs> I thought that was hilarious as well. <laughs> so, like, why wouldn't you want to watch that? It's I mean, it's ride. like, yeah. it's a wild ride. It's um, so fun. Amrusha, thoughts. Do you love this film? If you do, why do you love this film? I, I don't know if I would go so far as to say that I love it. I definitely like it. I, I do love Prithviraj. Very okay. extremely uh, attractive okay. person. And <laughs> so for him, I would probably watch it again. But I mean, that's also because I feel like you know, because I watched it with you, I got a lot out of this movie the first time around. So I'm not so sure I would revisit it for the next couple of years till I've forgotten what all we talked about. But uh, yeah, I think it's a really cute movie. I like a lot of the, uh, you know, little subtle and also not very subtle uh, tributes to Bollywood through the ages. And, uh, Mm. you know, there's a lot of like nice use of uh, colors and stuff because I really like his paintings. And 
so all of that is nice uh, also his whole like persona is this tortured artist and everything pretty fun to watch it's quite a stereotype it was pretty fun to watch <laughs> and uh, she's nuts and she she's she's quite entertainingly nuts throughout the movie in a very relatable uh, fun way I, i i mean i like it i feel like mm-hmm. i would watch this movie again but after a little bit when i've not like internalized so much so of the movie affected by it <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Need a break and then maybe um, revisit. I think I have to agree later. with the both of you. Like I do yeah. of course love this movie. I come back to it almost on a monthly basis, not going to lie. It is one of my go-to sort of like pick me up kind of films. And um I do love it for multiple reasons. Now, Amrusha you mentioned the visual aspect of the film. It is beautiful to watch. There's a lot of color, you know, the whole idea mm-hmm. of who these people are as well because he's an artist. She works in an art college. Um there's this play of colors and the imagery uh, you know the colors are tied in with her emotional state as well and you see that throughout you know when she's trying to fall in love or she's starting to fall in love with him color becomes liquid there's a lot more like watercolors happening there's a lot of like splashing colors here and there um uh, and her color palette also changes like her personality changes from like a yellow like a bright innocent whatever yellow to the blue spectrum which is what his sort of palette is about and so you see that transition also in the visual cues as well as her love story progresses her love for cinema i think is what brought me to this film for the first time when i saw that opening sequence of her reenacting iconic songs with like these <laughs> iconic heroines in the history of cinema indian cinema i fe- i was like amazing she is such a great impersonator she does such a good job of you know acting like shri devi rekha everybody madhuri you know everybody all these iconic very intensely angsty songs and she's the star of that show you know in her own head and i just fell in love with it i thought this film was a total celebration of indian cinema and tamil cinema you know like mainstream hindi cinema and tamil cinema in this case and her interactions with everybody else in her family her and her mom having that melodramatic showdown all the time because they're both equally you know intensely melodramatic except her mom is like the upholder of patriarchy in her personal situation so there's like a little bit of a clash there but they're both aggressively melodramatic mm-hmm. which i really really mm-hmm. love yeah. anyway so this was a great great discussion thank you for devoting all this time to one of my favorite films of all time <laughs> but there's oh, there's one no thing worries. that kind of ties in the other films that amrusha recommended for us to watch and lydia you haven't really checked them out but i think there's a lot that we can get from this discussion about these other films for me personally i love the idea of discussing female characters in these other two films so in de de pyar de and in neel bata sanata it has to be mentioned all three of these films are completely underrated and for i don't know probably valid reasons but uh, i think like indian audiences have done a disservice to most of the films in our collection just saying um because um, at least from the perspective of like the women in the audience i feel like there's so much to gain out of watching these films and let's take a moment to talk about neel bata sanata so in neel bata sanata that is a film mostly about the women in the film completely completely What? driven by women yeah 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 completely i think there's a supporting role in the school principal the school which the daughter goes to and he is this delightful actor who i'm Absolutely. completely obsessed with he can do anything he's so good he's, he's so well known at the same time to play a heartless gangster a psychotic you know head of a cult 
and the cutest dad you'll ever see on cinema like he navigates these roles so well he's so such well. a great actor he's been around forever and only now finally getting his due in indian pop culture so amazing amazing personality all the actors in that film are iconic you know very good actors um why did you recommend this film to me amrita about uh, so nilbatta sanata is a movie that i just happened to watch uh, you know one of those days when i was just lazing around in front of the tv and there was nothing else hmm. so i was like okay fuck it yeah. might as well watch it and i i was genuinely surprised for a couple of reasons okay first of all disclaimer i totally cried at the end of that movie because okay. uh, i'm a sap and also because okay. uh, so again to give you a bit of a background about the movie uh, it is about a, a woman who who she's a single mom she works as a domestic help in this in the house of this like fairly well known respectable doctor in agra and she also does a bunch of other odd jobs she has a teenage daughter who goes to school mm-hmm. but does not give a fuck about school as all teenage kids tend to do and <laughs> uh, she's constantly so obviously as someone who is growing up in who is trying to raise a child in hard circumstances with a severe lack of money she is trying to give her daughter opportunities that she never had so she's always like encouraging her to go to school and pushing her to study and uh, you know trying to like uh, you know kind try, trying to constantly kind of fire up some ambition in her and the daughter's like you know big deal like you're a house servant i'm just going to be a house servant like why even bother and works. you know she was just India, being yeah. lazy and whatever and she's uh, being a kid yeah she's being a lazy <laughs> you know arrogant kid which is honestly most kids that age are just assholes we all were and you know everyone yeah, exactly <laughs> all of us were and so basically in the movie uh, the uh, solution that she kind of comes up with is to go and because she has also studied only up till 10th grade and her daughter is in 10th grade and that's an important and so failing. yeah and failing and basically her mom comes up with this idea that she will join her class and become her classmate to try and kind of shame her into studying as a final resort of like because she does not know what else to do she was like well, i will no, join the it, same it, class i thought it started with she was recommended to do that because she was like if i knew enough i could probably coach yeah, her yeah yeah it very initially bit. starts with that but after a point she yeah. realizes and it quickly translates into you know like you should be ashamed of yourself i'm getting better marks yeah. than you and i'm like so much older which she quickly realizes is the only thing that the is acting as like works, a stimulus yeah. for her daughter because nothing yeah. else is working so it, yeah. it i mean it's cute and it kind of goes into like a lot of like whatever like funny situations and also like mm-hmm. very uh, emotional situations in some cases lot of anger lot of like arguments between the mother and daughter and everything yeah. and that actually is something that made the movie for me because uh, most movies that deal with uh, people who come from like poor economic backgrounds or who are uneducated yeah. and stuff like that tend to take a very uh, you know uh, sort of paternalistic pathetic view of of people uh, especially really kids yeah also. exactly it's yeah. peachy because it's very like it's very condescending yes yeah. exactly mm-hmm. so it's always like oh you know the these poor things they really want to study with like every fiber of their being if only they had the chance and this and that mm-hmm. but that's really not the truth in most cases most people even given the opportunity i mean when you're in it you're not going you're never going to realize the opportunities you have right yeah when we were kids we had a lot of opportunities at hand up <laughs> fathers were you know in the uh, defense services we grew up with a very privileged background which we took for granted as far i had access to a swimming pool that i never used three. and so three. you know i had access to three swimming, swimming pools anyway i know <laughs> so 
that's my point exactly like when you're in it it's not like you wake up every day and you're like thanking all the stars in heaven and being all like oh my god i'm yeah. so grateful for my life that's not true you're still going to wake up and be a dick to your mom that is mm-hmm. just what you will do as a 12 13 year old kid and so yeah. i that movie really like it hit home for me in just term, in in terms of like just how horrible she is to her mom mm-hmm. she is so mean <laughs> she's so mean to I'm her sure mom i just felt seen so <laughs> she's like finally <laughs> true representation on the screen an <laughs> asshole for a child yeah because when i was that age i was like a demon i was disgusting to my mom <laughs> i have said horrible shit to her i used to write her spiteful letters and put them under a pillow at night oh, and then sleep on the floor to spite her like i was horrible to her that's that's next and level i used to only write in my diary which my it's my mom's fault <laughs> that she found out about those things because she read my diary behind my back and i'm like well you brought this on yourself <laughs> anyway so it's it's i i like the fact that they showed that pretty realistically that it's not like the kid was just like oh my god so amazing i get to study let me go and be the most outstanding student at this school no she just wants to hang out with her friends you know watch tv slack off do yeah. dumb shit like you could understand her mom's frustration you can understand the kid's arrogance yeah. and it i think that just makes for a really compelling watch in terms of a movie yeah cuz you also because they're constantly like fighting with like, each other i have to do this so that you can have a better life cuz i don't want you to end up like me and she actually works like between 4 and 5 jobs on a daily basis and like really yeah. like intensely physically taxing jobs like she's like a washerwoman she works in a shoe factory she works in a spice factory and she works as domestic help for this like uh, upper middle class family as well so she's doing so much physical labor literally and then she gives you know 10 rupees of a daily allowance to the daughter and the daughter's just like bye i'm going to go fuck off now and just like have a good time and so you as a like this movie gave me a lot of sympathy for my mom and like a lot of empathy where i'm like oh fuck i know so like a lot of the dialogues that they have amongst each other i have said those things to my mother i'm like wow your program started again like you've been like yelling at me all day like can you just calm down and like please talk about something else so that kind of stuff. so you do empathize with like the grown up versus the child in a difficult situation all around but like they don't have to live in that you know circumstance in in the sense that they don't have to be bogged down with that circumstance so the way that i saw the kid also for she was a representation of just like carefree living she was a child being a child you know exactly. and she should be allowed to because the mom has made that space for her this is not a child who's had to work to support the household you know which is rare in like films that talk about the lower strata of society so that was really fun to see um let's talk a little bit about the other characters also because the mother is also caught up in her own thing but through the supporting cast there's a lot of support that happens for the mom and that drives the plot as well so i put it up here in my notes you know the benevolent employer the lady whose house chanda the mom works in Yeah. She's what what do you think about her character played by Ratna Pathak Shah? Oh, uh, I think it's an interesting character and again pretty realistic because there are a lot of people in so I, again like this is this this culture is something that is a little bit unique to uh, Asian countries and mm. India especially. This concept of having like people who work at home every day and you know yeah. do like literally everything at home she's literally so, pushing the hair away from her uh, boss's face while the boss is sipping yeah. chai or something she's like oh ho oh, like your your hair is in your eyes and stuff so there's a very close relationship in that sense like, like she's like helping like, her pack for her trip and she's you know she's kind of like hanging out with her in the middle of the day and putting oil in her hair and all of that, that. <laughs> so she's very like yeah. involved in their lives and this is a very common thing in a lot of households if you know if you've kind of same had the same person coming in for a while that you know people get friendly it becomes a like a quasi family yeah. kind of dynamic 
but uh, so in in that context i think that they, but there is still like there's a line in the sense like that it's not like they would just get up and be like oh we'll just pay to put your exactly. daughter in a better school so there's school definitely or, that difference there you know we'll just do because, this and that there is a yeah. there's a line so as far as she can help her within what she thinks are her limits she talks to yeah. people she knows and she kind of you know she speaks to some so for instance there's a part where she tells her why don't you send your daughter to a coaching institute to uh, you know get special coaching for uh, maths because she sucks at maths again or something that i super fucking identified with because i it is the singular vein of my existence that subject and uh, so when she suggests that to her and she uh, goes to meet the guy who runs those classes and he's like oh you know because you gave through this reference and everything i'm going to give you half off now you know her employer being like a doctor and everything it's not like she couldn't have just pay been like it. i'll just pay it you know just which i fully expected her to do which i was like well at least the... increase her wages the poor thing exactly. is working four jobs and you can clearly afford it and they're clearly well off yeah. right they're clearly well off so but but that is socially a line that almost nobody crosses like, oh, no, right no, no. then she will get out of hand we give her too much money yeah so as far as so as far as she's concerned yeah. she's being helpful and honestly it's not even like uh, the mom I, i forgot her name yeah the mom it's not chanda it's not like chanda expects anything more from her she's like oh you're doing this much yeah. for me i'm very grateful so they have a nice kind of a dynamic but very right. within the bounds of like an employer employee yeah. mm-hmm. relationship okay so so with that in mind you know like do you think there's any self actualization happening for chanda towards the end of the film i only watched this until the intermission okay so in the second half of the film basically uh, um i mean it's 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 a pretty yeah. straightforward story but you know basically she does manage to like inspire her daughter to do well and stuff like that and so uh, again it also had like a sort of resolution at one point where you know there's a breaking point where uh, this kid kind of is brought face to face with exactly how much her mom struggles through life to you know give her these opportunities and everything and it hits her like a slap in the face and she is genuinely for the first time in her life actually really really sorry mm-hmm. and she like she cries a lot and she feels like an asshole and she apologizes and you know and from then on she genuinely starts making an effort yeah. to do better again something that <laughs> hit very close to home because i had the same graph with my mom went on and on and on and on being terrible to her till one day like Like, there was like a whole thing she handed me her diary from when i was a kid and i read it and i cried and i was like oh my god i am the world's worst person how am i this terrible i will never ever fight with you again <laughs> from what you told me it was a lovely so diary entry kind of, of, of like when abusha was born and like the the writing was about how her yeah, mom was so happy yeah and it was fully like with like her first child and everything and yeah anyway. and i was like oh my god 13 years later your child is such a bitch i'm so sorry <laughs> Honestly, yeah, being a parent is so sad. You just kind of go through this big roller coaster of like being so happy that you have this baby in your life and then it ends up just being a shithead for half of it. It's like yeah, I so was upsetting. I was telling Nandita that I am actually my own best defense against having children. Like why do you not want to have kids? Did you see me when I was 13? Do I want me when I was 13? No. They do horrible things. No, this kid so is like that. Mean. So the kid in this movie, she's at one point she literally steals all of her mom's savings and blows it up on pizza yeah. and clothes. Like that's how dicky she is at one point. You know, so it gets progressively worse and worse and then there is a genuine turning point which I found insanely relatable maybe because it was very very close to like my own story. But uh, something that I feel like most 
uh especially like i don't know what dynamic like moms and sons and all that have but like definitely a dynamic that mom and daughters go through their teenagers with where they fight 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 and at one point you outgrow that and you start to actually realize that okay your mom's gone through a fuck ton of things to just get through those years with you so that was a really nice dynamic and her mom is very proactive so she um, so there is also a whole angle wherein uh, she runs into she accidentally like okay. kind of gets hit a little bit by the uh, one of the convoy cars of the guy who's the okay. district collector for that area and uh, he's a really nice guy so he comes out and he's like oh, I'm so sorry this was totally my driver's fault and like you know he'll help you pick everything up and all that he's really sweet and polite and like a really nice guy uh, so again for context in India to get into one of the civil services you have to give a really really difficult exam called UPSC and uh, only the people who score in the higher percentiles of that exam get through to like the administrative services and foreign services and all of that so he's one of those guys which is why he's the collector and stuff and she is really inspired when she sees how uh, you know like he he's he's really important mm-hmm. and like people are giving him so much attention mm-hmm. and respect and everything and she knows that she can't put her daughter through like medical school Expensive, or yeah. engineering or anything yeah. because she doesn't have the money so she kind of gets it into her head that she's going to find out from him what it takes to mm-hmm. become a collector so she like hangs around outside his house for like 10 days and gets into like a huge fight with his watchman and stuff and finally he agrees to i mean he finally he realizes that she's been waiting out so he meets her and everything and he tells her how he became an IS officer and he tells her that I you know I didn't have much money growing up I just studied really hard so this is not an expensive like path to take in life it's just very tough you have to study a lot so she's very inspired by this and she really wants her daughter to do this and her daughter is just this lazy fuck who's just like no no i will not you want me to do something else but i am insistent that i shall be a failure my entire life so you can see her growing frustration with like why won't she just do it and so all of that that whole dynamic of um, you know the the intense fighting but also so much like concern and so much genuine affection that's going into it is i don't know it's something that made the movie very uh, it seems realistic yeah, yeah and very like heartwarming for me because it's also like yeah. that's that's what life is you know it's it's messy relationships it's never really cut and mm-hmm. clean especially like in the indian context you know like historically the women uh, mothers are celebrated as this self sacrificing goddess kind of figure who's just like living for her child in this case she is but there's a clear cut you know like power differential there as well where the child is always like worshiping the mom and mm-hmm. they'll obey the elders and blah 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 mm-hmm. so this completely like turns it around and is like you know what <laughs> we're humans both of us are <laughs> and they've had such a close relationship where they've both like been by themselves so the father is not in the picture so you know there's the very different dynamic there as well so i completely agree you know there's <laughs> it's really interesting to see how they're um, they're the center of the story and it is riveting as fuck i couldn't look away i had to stop myself from finishing the film because i was like no 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 i need to do research for the other film for this episode and so i had to actively like sadly <laughs> stop myself from watching beyond the intermission because i couldn't get anything else done and it's it's such a beautiful story it's also visually super engaging a uh, lovely pacing in the film like all the comedic moments are like bang on every character actor is so so delightful to watch on screen and even moments that can be like that have potential for like and a they've not even situation add, they've... going down it's not it's an idealistic perspective which i really appreciate you know because usually films about uh, like the lower strata of society are like the gritty 
underbelly of like the city life and flana flana like that kind of stuff it's yeah, just always yeah. glorifying violence always glorifying violence against women specifically and so it's like you know what <laughs> let's just aspire for lovely things i know it's not realistic but like you know why should we show something that's you know um that can't be this way why not so and like yeah. you said you and, know you, most of these movies about like like the whatever the gritty underbelly anything you come out feeling you know sorry yeah. and pity and like you feel kind of disturbed and you know a little disgusted and like it's it's a mix of a lot of negative emotions does not happen with this movie at all you just come back from the movie feeling you know kind of like a little touched a little happy it's cute to see that the i mean it's really nice to see that her mom has absolutely no bounds on her ambition whatsoever yeah. when it comes to her daughter uh you know super cute that she joins school full with like <laughs> uniform and everything and goes to school and the braids and everything and she brings her tiffin to school and, and like, everything <laughs> yeah and and everyone I in know. school likes her better <laughs> than the daughter the daughter really I think that's the first point that. of conflict because the daughter's like you stole my friends and like the friends <laughs> listen to her because she counsels the friends also she's like you want to be a driver when you go to bombay you know think about you know getting a car for your dad like you want somebody to drive him around like what are you going to do to get to that level you should aspire bigger than just being a driver for somebody else or something so she's trying for I think like that was the theme for this film for me. She's always striving for that upward mobility in society and she wants to instill that in her daughter but the daughter is very caught up in this is who we are, this is our life, this is what society expects of us. So why should I even bother? Might as well enjoy the ride right now. And so that switches up I I'm And just being supposing. like stubborn and rebellious for the sake of being stubborn. It's not like yeah, there's yeah, any yeah. logic there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you guys are getting me all fired up about this movie. I think yeah. I should give it a watch for sure. I think you would enjoy it. It was really I well like... known when it came out. Like it, it got a critical acclaim and everything. It was not a commercial mm-hmm. film by any At stretch. All. It really wasn't. Mm-hmm. It's meant to be art cinema. It's meant to be character, right. you know, driven. It's not right. uh, a commercial film. But I think, you, I mean, I think that Lydia, you'd enjoy watching it also because it's like I said. Even though the context is very Indian, it's very, very mm-hmm. universal. Like relationship. themes yeah. Yeah. yeah i watched the trailer and i didn't put the subtitles on and my boyfriend and i he was in the living room with me watching it and it got <laughs> to that point in the trailer where the daughter was sitting down and she said something mm-hmm. and it clearly was Oof. out of bounds yeah. like totally rude yeah. and we both looked at each other like Oh, oh my god <laughs> i wonder what she said <laughs> like the tone of yeah. it and i didn't even need subtitles i knew that the daughter was being a total bitch and i knew that the mom was totally quiet you could just tell and the mom is also a bitch right back it's not like the mom is nice and understanding but most of the time the mom is like oh my god you're an asshole and like shut up bitch and like is fully i mean i i i don't know what the translations of these are but she's saying stuff like haram khor and like you know And like basically she's like you're straight a bitch, up you're like useless, straight whatever, up calling but, but her in names. a non-abusive way like it's not really abusive abusive within that context right. they're like friends they're almost like peers because they've had mm. to deal with this on their own you know so they're like well right. we only have each other we have to pull ourselves by the bootstraps like get things mm-hmm. going but I love that moment that you're referring to in the trailer I also watched it mm-hmm. that's the moment Amrusha when she's like you know Why are you trying to get me to study? Like, even if I graduate from tenth, you know, you don't have the you don't have the wherewithal to like put me through college. Like, we have nothing. We don't have yeah. any money. So, like, what are you even gonna do after that? And she says it in a really rude manner. And so the mom is like, "And who taught you to talk like that, you bitch?" And she's like, you know, she's fully <laughs> swearing back at her. <laughs> yeah, like, that's. I think that's yeah. very real too. Yeah. Like that yeah. happens between mom and yeah. daughter. Yeah. And then you know, five minutes later, you're over it. And then ten minutes later, you're on to the next argument. Yeah, like. 
don't you feel like that is an entire phase of your life like 13 to 18 this is what you were doing at home <laughs> till 25 no um i like that you said amrusha that this is the such a universal experience it's very relatable and uh, coming back to the point of like you know just generally in indian cinema talking about films that are about like the gritty side of life or whatever i i've always come away from those kind of shows or movies with a sense of um, this is going to be horrible to say but like a sense of relief like oh at least that's not me Oh, like that's not my life yeah. and i feel like the function is such an othering effect you know this is yeah. like oh this keeps happening to these people which i don't think should be the intention that is good cinema it's gritty cinema and everything and it has its place in our uh, you know culture for sure like in the cinematic landscape but i feel mm-hmm. like the function of it is so othering where this film really brings you into the fold it's like you know yep i've been that person to my parents i've also struggled with school i've also seen my parents struggle with like giving us a good life etc etc it's a specific context but the experience is universal which i really really appreciated yes again like i don't watch yeah. it uh, every few months or anything but i have watched this movie at least 6 7 times by now yeah <laughs> and uh, every single time i i just end up feeling really nice about it like it's just a mm. cute uh, it's not always happy but it's not an unhappy movie it's like a cute relatable in parts funny in parts a little sad mm. you know sort of a movie about a very natural phase i feel in every mo- mother and daughter's life cycle definitely mm. like this definitely happens if anyone yeah. got through those yeah. years without fighting with their mom like man i don't know what you're made of <laughs> it sounds like a nice balance like unhappy and happy yeah, moments definitely. and feel good moments and like real yeah. moments it seems yes. like a good speaking balance of balance of let's get to the unbalanced film in this group <laughs> did i get you off <laughs> no i was just going to say that you know earlier when you said that you know the maybe the thing that does tie these three movies together is uh, strong female characters or interesting female characters yeah. uh, you know i i genuinely feel like that has become like a subconscious filter now because every shade of male characters has been explored and overexplored and talked about yeah. and discussed and everything so to me a okay. movie that has you know not stereotypical or not very expected or not very predictable female characters not that kind of stay consistent yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. those movies automatically become interesting to me at least over the past few years this has definitely started happening because that is something that you will not get in other cinema that's right that's right Yeah because men have totally been celebrated agree. in every in every way. way in Indian cinema we've had like decades dedicated to a certain kind of archetype in the hero worshiping <laughs> that happens yeah so it's like we've actually got those like defined roles um that were the standard and if anyone deviated from that that was its own statement you know so like going from the angry young man from Amitabh Bachchan in the 70s to like cut to the 90s with like Shahrukh Khan trying to deviate with the anti hero those were like iconic moments in like when you study Indian cinema history um okay so with this in mind with this lens in mind let's talk about a film uh which you <laughs> Amrusha our adamant deserves everybody's attention and this is the perfect place to talk about it because that's what this podcast is about um that being said maybe the people on the podcast may not share your thoughts and opinions i would not be surprised um, and why you love de de pyar de but let's talk about it you've been talking about that film to me for many many months now uh but um there are iconic female characters in that film as well so let's so- see Amrusha justify your life choices <laughs> why why have you not stopped talking about Dede Pyar Day this is a very harsh introduction for that film nothing against the creators of that film i don't think i could do anything differently i don't know how to make films but uh, why should we care about Dede Pyar Day i mean to be fair from the other films i don't think they know how to make them much either but uh, you can <laughs> cut that out no but i am like. being extremely critical of this film and i'll, I'll explain myself um it's for purely personal reasons but let's see um we've talked a little bit about what the film is about 
it's a an it's about adult relationships it's about a, a couple with an age difference a significant age difference and about their own personal lives as well so the lead actor or the lead character has an ex-wife and if i remember correctly amrusha your sort of mm. the the point that drew you to the film a lot was the conversations between the lead character and his ex-wife and separately the lead character and his new girlfriend who is 26 and he's 50 years old something yeah like it's like a huge age gap something i don't think they've yeah. exactly addressed the exact ages he but yeah they're easily age, yeah. like yeah he has kids her age definitely <laughs> lydia's just like finding out a lot of information <laughs> for the first time so it is it's like a huge like ew so okay so to give a bit of background okay when i first went to watch this movie with a friend we went to watch it uh with this in mind like we were just kind of we had nothing to do at night and we were like fuck it let's just go watch whatever's playing you know let's just go eat yeah. some popcorn watch a movie like whatever that's literally how we landed up for this movie and from the poster it, it kind of looks like a trashy movie so we were like okay cool like whatever you know we'll go watch something brainless mindless for a couple of hours laugh yeah, eat yeah. some popcorn come back pretty much was the agenda and uh, the movie kind of starts off like that only it's it's a pretty dumb cheesy like start and everything and then about half an hour into the movie <laughs> i was genuinely hooked because for as far as hindi films go this level of just simply maturity is unheard of because <laughs> it's just unheard of i mean if you have watched i don't know any like yashraj film or any like salman khan movie ever they're full of like dumb or any ajay devgan film he's done a bunch of like he's done a bunch comedies, of terrible like, movies that's exactly. his brand you know he does um, like, like the comedy films movies. and all that yeah he's a good actor though he can do good yeah. stuff if he wants to do like hafi an and all actor. of that he's done some really good dramatic roles in the past but also but right he now can do some total trash absolute flashy and kind of films yeah the movie basically is this guy who's dating a much much younger girl uh, they live in like london or something and uh, he has a family back home in india who he hasn't met for many years because he and his wife separated many many years ago and they were not really like he he just kind of got busy with life was a neglectful sort of a parent didn't really go back much yeah. and uh, not a fun guy not, not a fun a, guy not, at all he's not the relatable character in this film <laughs> he's but also i mean i i did appreciate the fact that he was not trying to be anything else he was pretty clear about the uh-huh. fact that i left my family behind a long time ago they didn't want okay. me involved in their lives i did not want to get involved we left it at that okay and he so so then you know when things get serious with this uh, girlfriend he decides to take her back to india to meet his family and then there's like a whole bunch of like dumb shenanigans that follow and all of that shit happens definitely uh, because it must but uh, first of all i was absolutely amazed when they reach india and so again from the stereotypes of all movies that have ever preceded it uh, when you talk about wife back home in india she is super rural uneducated you know very traditional sitting and like you know like taking on a wood fire stove somewhere you know phukoing chula sort of a thing and being yeah. just very like downtrodden and you know just never had a say in the matter husband just fucked off to another country and you know or just a general sob story yeah. So yeah, I was yeah. expecting maybe a slightly better version of that. Oh my god. I was zapped out of my brains to see Tabu looking like a million bucks walking out of like this giant SUV and just It was a truck. She came she, out of a truck with like leather shoes shoes and on she, and like this like intense hair and everything. She's like a full, you know, I boss woman. I swear I looked at her and I was like, "Okay, if that was my boyfriend's ex, I am on the next flight home. I am giving yeah. up now." <laughs> she is super hot yeah. and uh which she I mean is in like pretty and much every role she does. Like she radiated that kind of confidence. She's 100% 
percent the matriarch of that family. She deals. Yeah. With, she has her kids with her. She has his parents living with her out of choice mm-hmm. because they do not believe what their son did was right. So there's a whole lot of like all of that dynamic. There is also a guy who they kind of own like a hotel resort sort of a thing in Shimla, and uh, there is also one uh, one guy who has like booked. <laughs> himself a room there for a year because he's in love with her i know so he's my favorite character jimmy shergill yeah i mean he's so cute though he's so cute so, yeah i mean she i love the fact that they she was not in any way someone you needed to have any sympathy or pity for It's yeah. also nice to have um a like a female lead that is a boss and is like in control of her life and doesn't sacrifice any of her femininity or anything she like that. She was like she's still really like that's a cool dynamic hot woman who was who has clearly yeah. options of her own, suitors of her own, her like everything happening for her, you know. We do. Yeah. And um, very much makes the girlfriend look fairly inadequate actually, like made like a child <laughs> because yeah, she has yeah. a daughter that age. So it's like a weird funny dynamic and uh, i mean it goes into a lot of other stupid shit where he introduces her as a secretary and then there's someone coming the daughter's boyfriend and his father are coming yeah. to see the uh, like meet the daughter for marriage yeah. shit and uh, she has lied to her boyfriend and said that her dad is dead rather than try and explain whatever this is so it was not an amicable separation i think is what we are gauging from this whole situation not for the kids declare. for the kids yeah not for the kids so uh, w- what the situation is that the kids were very very young when the uh, parents separated and yeah. then he was mostly absent absent yeah so and they're like well you abandoned so, us so like bye so the resentment does very much comes yeah. from the kids does not at all come from the ex wife the ex wife is like a little catty and bitchy with the girlfriend but i feel like that's totally natural and uh, yeah, you know very jealousy, believable and she's not even like outright jealous she's just like you know patronizing and like a little catty okay, with okay. her and like i get that yeah but basically mm-hmm. uh, in this movie so i mean whatever this is the this is the basic mm-hmm. story of it but yeah. uh, few things that i genuinely have never seen in any other hindi movie except this one uh one is that you know this whole like when he starts dating her he, ha- he his friend fully makes fun of him and is like oh my god you're like an old dude and she's clearly a gold digger and like can you please stop being so pathetic and transparent and everything uh but their relationship is shown to you know kind of like go past all of that and yeah. like they they can see what others see them as Yeah. but they're shown to clearly have a very affectionate dynamic of their own and uh, there is a very intelligent conversation at some point where they do address these issues and they talk about the fact that you know she is so much younger than him and she has so many life experiences ahead of her which he has already mm-hmm. done and dusted and like does not want to do again like he's yeah. like i don't have more kids or i don't want to like go through that whole process in life again i do i don't want to do it yeah 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 and she clearly does and you know so th- the natural i'm guessing in a relationship like that the kind of deal breakers that would happen Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they break up yeah. for a bit, but then they get back together because they really like each other or whatever, which also is usually a thing that happens. Yeah. And, and I remember uh, <laughs> this this moment translating towards the end also, where that is his sort of declaration of love in the end. He's like, I want to do the things again. I want to make those stupid mistakes again, but this time with you, will you join me in this journey? Yeah, like, I mean, cetera, cetera. At, at the so end, it's like a full filmy moment. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. At the end, someone had to give in, and it wasn't going to be the twenty-five yeah, yeah. year old girl. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, so that uh, also his in his. Uh, Uh, you know when they go back to india and stuff like that now for this i need to give you a little bit of uh, background in terms of the fact that uh, divorce is still a really like weird social yeah. taboo mm-hmm. in india True. like people this generation our generation is uh, cares a lot less about this shit but definitely for like the generation that is 
ish now um it's not it's it's not something that people do as a positive choice it's something mm-hmm. people do as a last resort to get out of like like a really shitty marriage or you know like a, only when there is no other option left is when you get a divorce or when you walk out of a marriage or whatever as opposed to now and where people are just... largely more and more choosing to you know identify that okay this is not my best life with this person and i don't want to yeah. waste time just trying to force it to happen so i would rather part ways and do my own Thing, which is something that they have shown in uh, Ajay Devgan and Tabu's relationship, which I thought was really nice for a mainstream movie to address. Yeah, these are mainstream actors. This is a mainstream movie. This is not the kind of movie that goes to like two shows in a you know afternoon slot sort of for this thing. They're, they're, it's a mainstream movie. Yeah, this is so a big at least film. Yeah, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I mean, uh, and yeah. especially yeah, yeah, yeah. as women, we enjoy watching characters like that, right? Because it's so underrepresented, and uh, so. also like so when he comes back to india there is a bunch of situations with his ex wife and everything and a uh, couple of conversations over there that really made the movie for me despite a lot of like slapstick jokes and everything also that happen and some there there's like you know <laughs> casual like homophobia and casual like you know dumb racist shit yeah sex shit which which, which is pretty much going to be part of when you say comedy in india it's probably just going to happen but that being said very very small part of the movie so very, very small part of the movie another so when he comes back to india some of the conversations that really made it for me were when he talks uh, uh, his wife kind of has a meltdown at one point because like initially she's kind of enjoying everyone bitching mm-hmm. him out and like you know because everyone's clearly like you know supporting her and trying yeah. to like trying to be on her side till one day she kind of you know starts to feel like this is getting getting a bit out of hand and now people are just being assholes to him for no reason so she kind of yeah. comes back and blasts the whole family and she's just like you know you guys need to stop being so self righteous about this because it's not like he just got up one day and walked out this was a mutual decision we were not happy together we chose to do this and this was between us so who the fuck are you to judge if we decided to do this yeah. we decided to do it you have to respect our decision as adults and so she i love that she also kind of addresses you know with in terms of the kids like if the kids have benefited from his career and his you know like giving them money or whatever and her setting up their lives a certain way they've benefited from the good that has come from this relationship even though this is a relationship that is of separation they have also inherited yes. their problems unfortunately like they're still linked with the parents you know like bad decisions and they do have to kind of overcome those as well they can't just enjoy the good bits and blast their parents for the bad bits or whatever so like i really appreciated that like that was also a very nuanced look yeah, into definitely. like the parent child relationship where it's like you are still part of this family even if you hate me i'm sorry you're still going to have to deal with this and we'll get through it together but you can't and, blame and me for it and sort of a very like a uh, you know necessary boundary that i feel is missing in a lot of portrayals like this where parents <laughs> just have to be like you know yeah we are yeah. your parents but we are also human beings and we have our own lives and we don't need to explain our shit to you all the time and you don't need to keep telling us what to do yeah. with our lives I think that goes both ways. That definitely goes both ways in Indian culture, I think. I can't speak for any other culture, but like uh, parents are also not very magnanimous when it comes to like ch- their children's yeah, know, yeah, like, definitely. personal lives or whatever. So there's not a lot of boundaries there either, but this was a great way of kind of contextualizing that. And then the moment when she has the meltdown, that's another top moment. I do agree that that was and, a really really And I like the fact that she was sure. so uh you know, uh eloquent about the fact that this is really not up to you to judge because you know what me and my husband chose 
to do we chose to do and if i don't hate him you really have no right to hate him and uh, you know this is also followed by like a sort of another like you know sort of emotional scene for her where he comes to meet her and see if she's okay and uh, she just kind of starts crying and you know they 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 start making out and then he ends up sleeping with her like she initiated and later on she's like you shouldn't tell your girlfriend she's not going to get it but he feels like he has to go tell her or whatever and she gets pissed off and leaves and everything and there is there, there's a bunch of exchanges at that time also one wherein when he comes to talk to her she's just she's just kind of venting at him and she's like you know i'm happy with the life i've made but i feel like all i do is think about other people and their needs and their you know thoughts and emotions and everything and who the fuck is there to look out for me so sometimes i just get tired i just get exhausted like can't i just live my own life can't i just have fun for myself you know and yeah. you're always attached to somebody else in terms of your self worth you know you're somebody's daughter you're somebody's daughter in law you're somebody's mother ex wife or whatever so she's yeah. always fulfilling some of the other role and she's always got to be the balanced one to pull this family together because everyone else is acting out clearly throughout the film against the dad so that is where that moment sort of triggers that in her where she's like yeah. you know, when can i be irresponsible like why should i be the level headed one all the which time which is again a very like, natural reaction job, for someone for which doesn't mean that she resents her family but it's 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 natural for someone to just get like yeah just get fried with it some day and yeah. just be like oh my yeah. god what the fuck am i doing so she kind of i know but it's also that sort of like unpaid sort of not unpaid but like it's unrecognized uh, uh, emotional labor that mostly the matriarch like the women in the family have to undergo it's their responsibility to like yeah, pull everybody's yeah. emotions together and like you know maintain a nice environment at home and like etc etc take care of everybody else's needs and so she's kind of just over it and it's really, it's really nice well articulated yeah. in that film and i loved that bit like so in that and scene. in that situation is but when she kind anyway. of you know <laughs> like leans on him and they you know she kind of initiates uh, a kiss and everything they start making out and everything and later on when when they address yeah. it she uh, you know when she's trying to tell his girlfriend what happened because his girlfriend's like how could you do this to me understandably because she's like you fucking cheated on me when i was literally in the next cottage yeah, and yeah I my first reaction was also like what the hell but and again i'm i'm fairly like black and white about this but the closest thing to a gray area that yeah. i ever agreed with because what she tells her is that you know you will never understand the baggage of our relationship and you will not understand the fact that last night when after all of these years of holding it together for his family if i broke down and i needed support he didn't have the option of walking away from me as a decent man he owed it to me to give me that physical support the intimacy or whatever he was doing the decent thing contrary to what you think and that i thought was a really complex argument which, which i, I was just like where how did you even get there like yeah. for indian script writers i was like how did you get there where are these people why are they writing more scripts i know So yeah. I really liked all of these kind of small small moments that made the movie just I mean I I feel like it's a movie that I would reference in a conversation otherwise with somebody else and be like hey you know I watched this movie where someone said this and this was actually a very very good way to explain you know this complicated yeah. equation mm. yeah like the nuances in a relationship like like it's it's going through multiple stages anyway within the two sort of families but let me tell you why I hate this movie I don't hate this movie um I just don't and I appreciated where you were coming from Amrish like all these like little uh, you know like glimpses of reality that were in that film and like character development and that kind of stuff or character explorations actually they were really really nice to see and thank god for that because if they had turned tabu into a slapstick joke i would have like set things on fire because she is an amazing amazing actress and i was like you cannot do a disservice to this person <laughs> if she agreed to be in this film like please have some substance oh my god mm-hmm. and um i object to the fact that it is 
the film that it is. Just the way it's packaged, it's meant to be a mainstream Bollywood film. And I think that's where I reacted because it was not done. Um, it's meant to appeal to masses. You know, it's meant to appeal to that. Like there's like these like trashy sort of like background noises and that kind of <laughs> stuff, like sound effects. And just the beginning, I remember skipping through the beginning because I was like, ew, this is so cringe. Like why is he running after this like sweet little girl like what the fuck is happening and he's fine like it's not I just haven't <laughs> watched an Ajay Devgan film in a long time so I just kind of reacted I was like oh my god this is not Ajay Devgan from Hamdulillah Chukaisanam like this is a completely different guy and it was like borderline sleazy in the beginning it did grow on me a little bit like later on but I just did not appreciate what the film was trying to be there were these little glimpses in there but I remember telling you also Arusha <laughs> where there's that cattiness between her and the girlfriend I just I was tired of it I'm like I don't want to watch this i just don't want to watch this this is every single film that i've seen with this kind of a dynamic i just don't i want to watch a gracious film about older people falling in love why not these guys are at that stage ajit devgan at least is playing his age thank fuck for that because shahrukh khan will still insist on being a slightly older gentleman <laughs> chasing after 20 year old girls cannot believe you said that of all people i know i know and i love shahrukh khan i'm obsessed with him he is my guy like but like i just i'm so tired of it i just want a nice film about these people playing their age and falling in love as older people why not yeah i'm sure that would be nice, would be too, nice too but i but mean like, that I just wasn't like, like there the story is that of the movie because there, i just didn't at, like the way the film was packaged. at one point i think she says also when her in-laws were like oh my god look at me so shameless he just yeah. like walked in with some you know 25 year yeah. old piece what the fuck and she was like so are you saying that if he walked in with someone my age this would be a better situation yeah. for you yeah. you'd be okay with this and they were like no yeah. okay not really so she's like so then her age is not your problem clearly Sorry. you just have a problem that there's another person on the scene this is the moment I realized I am Ajay Devgan's parents from that film no <laughs> uh-huh. no but you know what I mean I want there to be some grace in that expression like I don't want there to be some sleazy after effects or whatever but that also, was do you think it would be better if they don't even address the age difference? Like maybe I don't think you'll see so. it, but maybe they don't, don't address so. it. I would love would to see that happen. Like... That would kind of be bordering okay. on the territory that we've talked about with Neil Batas and Nata, where things are just matter of the fact, you know, like yeah. there's they're not really like hammered home in that way. We're like, oh look, you know, like ugly old man and hot young girl. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're just, just in, in love, love and like... they're just doing whatever. And the the conflict yeah. doesn't arise from yeah. that age difference. Yeah. But I'm afraid in <laughs> I think we're far away from that at mm. this point. In Indian cinema or mainstream Indian cinema, at least. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean, no, as in, I think I can imagine it happening in a movie easily, but not in. I mean, I'm not sure that as audiences mm-hmm. that that nuance would be this well understood. People would be pissed because it would just be like a people, ha, like, people would be like, oh, you know what? Mm, you know, she was just a gold yeah, digger. They, they just didn't worried. address it. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. So people I, need I an actually did like the fact yeah. that they did yeah. address the elephant in the room, and they. I mean, it was the it was the center say, of the plot. Like mm-hmm. they had to build around it. Yeah. I think it was important for them to address the elephant in the room because otherwise everyone else would just address it for them. Yeah. Everyone would just come home from the movie and be like, oh, but you know what? That was sleazy. They never talked about yeah. it. Probably was just like yeah. a gold digger scene, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Yeah, that's true. And it's not like that wouldn't mm. come up in conversation between... So I don't know. It, it, like, it just kind of seemed to. to me that they were trying to deal with these... Right, right. Unconventional kind of relationships in a fairly intelligent and mature... That's really good that you say that because like, that makes me think wait. of another little known film called Kabhi Alvada Na Kehna, which is also about unconventional relationships but it was done in the worst possible way with some really big banner stars oh under a big banner God, production company. Oh my God, that is... It was 
horrifying. I cannot stand that everybody associated with the no, just Mm -hmm. in my mind, Mm -hmm. it ruined them. But at least this is you are right. This is done in a very nuanced way, and it does it does deserve some attention. from the audience you know it's not just about like a good romp or like whatever like just in terms of the song and dance and everything uh that entertainment factor is there of course but it's it's good intelligent conversation which is which is i was not expecting that so thank you for making me watch the film i'll get back to you on if i watch it again but <laughs> it, yeah, was, it was it was an educational <laughs> which is why yeah. i love the film yeah but yeah so i mean that is essentially why i love this movie is because just yeah. a yeah. refreshingly mature take on you know relationships yeah. which is so painfully missing in mainstream bollywood oh my god like everything is just about fucking yeah. honor and duty and you know some dumb bullshit yeah. maili go crap I agree. like it's just all of it is just can't so this is very very rare. i just hope somebody caught the fact that you said you love this film and you didn't say that for a yeah which is fine i'm not taking it personally <laughs> but we we will come back to this um i think that's that's it for our discussion so that was that was a a very long uh, and intense conversation about three films that don't get a lot of spotlight in bollywood <laughs> or indeed in my netflix uh, account but uh, check them out if you feel like trying something new and uh, at least the ones that you find on they'll have subtitles so it's a it's a good fun idea yeah have i have mm-hmm. i at least convinced lydia to watch my two recommendations <laughs> yeah i'm going to watch them both. okay that's a good I'm sign that's it i mean at least i can convince I mean, one person it's fine <laughs> listen i will also recommend neel batisan matter like i did love that film i heard a lot about it at that time yeah lovely yeah, lovely, yeah. lovely okay well thank you so much for being here amrusha thank you for this amazing conversation and thank you lydia for yes, watching these films you. <laughs> and, uh, it was a delight. Thank you guys so much for having me on. Like I cannot believe someone actually wanted my opinion <laughs> on any of these. This is I am genuinely amazed. It was we so much fun just for ourselves. It I was so much fun. It was so, so much fun. So you are welcome here anytime. Well, thank you everyone for anytime. listening. And uh if you have any questions or if you have any more recommendations of underrated Bollywood or any Bollywood or any films, please drop a message on our Anchor account. Uh the link will be below the description here on Spotify. And uh thank you so much for listening. Thanks girls. Yeah. See you. Thanks Bye. So